Welcome officially to season two. This is episode one of season two. Uh, Dustin Stewartsom, I'm back live on the microphone with my co-host, the 2019 Expedition League GM of the year and the future Expedition League Hall of Famer, Jackson Bruce. Jackson, it's nice to be back. It's nice to hear your voice again, my friend. I've missed you. I say that a lot because you you know you're just always gone. I'm just I'm just always gone. I'm, I'm just always here. You're always here. I'm always gone. Unbelievable. It's like, it's like Romeo and Juliet. A I love hope, story. I hope it doesn't end that way though. I hope it doesn't either. But, <laughs> you know, you never know. <laughs> you never know. How, how was your weekend, Jackson? It was good. I umpired. I umpired a baseball game for the first time in my life. Oh really? Uh, so, so how did that go? Uh, well, on my end, I think it went pretty good. I think I only botched one call, but, uh, um, we had one of the, uh, away teams coach, uh, got ejected. Yes. Uh, and also just to let you guys know, this is collegiate summer ball. So I, I did my first ever game in collegiate summer ball in a minor league type setting, not in like little league or anything. So. Uh, their coach got tossed and ended up throwing a bucket of baseballs on the field. It was there was quite the fireworks. I love it. I love. It. By the way, the home plate umpire was I two Afro on your, Twitter. Your boy Everyone Dominoes knows. and Feet. Our boy Dominoes and Feet. We talk about him a lot. Tyler was a home plate umpire, and um, yeah, so he you know he used to umpire back in Chicago, so I'm sure he's got tough skin. Oh yeah, uh, he was getting ripped, dude. Maddie absolutely was- killed that man. That that man got killed, huh? I've never heard so many f bombs dropped in my life. Well, it it happens. It happens, Jackson. Sometimes sometimes you mess. And I don't know if Tyler messed up. I didn't watch leading up to what happened, but from my understanding, like he the pitcher threw inside on twice this, this guy's player. He thought it was intentional. Everyone else thought it wasn't intentional, right. and then it just it it got crazy. Yeah, nobody thought it was intentional, including the batter, who actually is a former trapper. Oh, uh, is he really? He was a trapper when I was the general manager. His name's Tyler Wiltshire. Good okay. guy. Great guy. Uh, yeah, the first one came inside. Second one went behind him. But Casey was pitching. And Casey's Casey's control, just depending on the inning, is it can be good, it can be bad. And at the time, it was bad. Nobody thought it was intentional. Casey said it was his bad. And uh, the coach just kind of wanted to blow up, I think. And uh, he put on a show, that's for sure. Well, when you're down, what what was it, sixteen to four or whatever it was? I mean, yeah, the the manager is going to be frustrated already, and then I mean, it's it's collegiate summer ball, so you got to make a show out of it. Oh yeah, and uh, the bu- the bucket of baseballs went on the field, and the announcer said the poor home plate umpire who just got off his shift from Subway, which I thought was <laughs> great, and then Scotty's laugh in the background. I mean, the, oh. it. Just a perfect, perfect video. Go check it out. Uh, maybe we'll post it on our Twitter account. Yeah, Go check maybe it out. I'll maybe I'll sauce myself a retweet through our account because I got there the video. Go. So yeah, it's it was it was good. Uh, shout out to Ryan who had the absolutely epic subway call though. That was amazing. <laughs> Ryan did a fantastic job. Oh, for sure. Are you ready to start this day off? We ready Let's to do get it. this going? All right. Let's do it. We're gonna start it off with who you got today. So, you know, this is becoming one of my favorite segments. It's it's just so random, but it's so fun. So I'll start it off with who you got in a game of rock, paper, scissors? A rock, a piece of paper, or a pair of scissors? Ooh, this is a good one. Um, 
you know, I feel like a rock is dumb, mm-hmm. right? The the rock's kind of dumb. Um, a piece of paper, um, it could be intelligent depending on what is on the piece of paper, right? Yeah. And then you just got a pair of scissors. And I don't know how smart a pair of scissors is. I guess it depends on who's handling the scissors. I'm actually going to go with scissors in this situation. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go with scissors. Um, because if a human's hands are in the scissors, then you know who's controlling it. So I'm actually going to go with the scissors in this situation over the rock in the in the paper. Okay. See, I'm going with the rock. Okay. Why is that? Because so in the traditional game, rock will break scissors. You know, smash the right, scissors. Right. And I I agree that would probably happen. And also, a si- scissors can't like cut a rock. It can't. That is that's. It's a good way to look at it. And so paper seems to be the only way that rock can be defeated. But let's be completely honest. A, a rock would destroy a piece of paper. It doesn't matter if it gets covered or not. It's going to destroy it. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. So I'm. I, going, so. So in that sense, yes, I guess rock would beat paper and scissors. Yeah. Paper. Paper has no chance against the other two. None. Paper is the weakest link. So I'm going with rock. Because I just don't think scissors can do the damage that a rock can to the scissors. Okay, I, I like your I like your thought process behind this. So you're going from a physical aspect. I'm going from the mental aspect. Right, because the rock's probably not very because, smart. Right, and right. scissors are sharp. They are sharp. So I they, mean, some scissors are. And they might some be mentally sharp too. They could be mentally sharp, depending on who's using them. And then paper's just weak. Paper is weak. Paper sucks. And if you get, why would you ever pick paper? No, like in a real game, like nobody picks paper. No, nobody. It's always rock. It's always rock or scissors. Rock or scissors, baby. But then you throw in some paper, really screw up somebody when they get in rock. So, all right, should we move on to the next one? Let's do it. All right, who you got in a three-on-three basketball game? Snap, crackle, and pop from the Rice Krispie commercials, or Alan and the Alvin and the Chipmunks? Well, so which, because there's more than three chipmunks, aren't there? No, it's Alvin, Simon, and Theodore. Is there only three? Yeah. That's been so long since I've watched Alvin and the Chipmunks. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Alvin and the Chipmunks okay. on this one. Um, you know, you got the brains, you got what, I mean, what you could consider a little athleticism, and then you just got a chunk. So I think that's a good three-on-three roster right there. And uh, I think that they easily take down Crackle Pop Boys. Oh, I'm taking Snap Crackle and Pop on this Why one. Why is that? Why is that? So I mean, they're 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 small, but I think they're pretty fast. And I think they're pretty like explosive. I mean, are we playing in today's league? Uh, <laughs> yeah, because athleticism is your biggest thing in today's league. Right, right. So, so yeah, I guess maybe if we're playing in today's league. Right, and so like with Snap Crackle and Pop, like they are like. I think they're athletic. I think they're they're fast. They're kind of some go go guys, you know. They're they're really ready to rock and roll. They're they're good high energy. And um, let's be real, like Alvin's the only athletic chipmunk I think, because Simon's like a nerd, and Theodore looks like he has no athletic ability. He's like he he looks like Pablo Sandoval, right? So in chipmunk form. I think I think these uh, I think these elves just school the chipmunks, man. I think that snap, I mean, crackle, and pop are to would be they they're not to be messed with on the on the basketball court. 
But I mean, Simon's going to be drawing up plays. You know what I'm saying? With his intelligence. We don't even need plays with these guys. Maybe snap, crackling, popping all day. Whoa. He'll, Alvin will be draining threes from Steph Curry range from the logo, baby. Bang. Uh, maybe. But guess what? These guys, man, <laughs> I tell you what, dude, the ball handling skills just right around. And, and how are you going to get down low with Theodore down there in the paint? How are you going to get down low? What's Theodore's not even What's catching the ball. Theodore's not even catching the I'm ball. I'm talking defensively, dude. How are you gonna get? How are you gonna get past him down low? He has he's to catch the ball. From, he's not moving from the low block. Have you watched Alvin and the Chipmunks? Theodore can't do anything. Yes, he stinks. He's a big boy. You're not. You're not getting past him on the low he block. He stinks. Good luck. He, he doesn't stinks. have to catch the ball. All he has to do is block it. Simon's away. your guy. Simon's your guy in the post. But Simon's also a nerd. That guy. Ain't well, you doing can't. Anything. You can't bring Theodore out to the wing. Is yeah. what I'm saying. Oh. He's forced to stay down low. Yeah, because he can't even breathe. So Simon, so Simon can be like a Kevin Durant. I mean, I guess. Simon Simon, Simon can't do anything, man. Oh, come on. Look at this guy. Come on. Look at this guy in those glasses. Plus, in three-on-three, three, you really only need, like, one really good player. I mean, what what type of three-on-three three rules are we winning? If you make it, do you get it back? No. Or, no. or is it? Okay. We're going full court three-on-three. Three. Oh, full court three-on-three. Three. Yeah. Oh, dude, Alvin is getting up and down the court so fast. He wishes. GGs. He wishes. GGs in the chat, buddy. No, I got. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going. Snap, crackle, and pop on this one. All right. All right. Fine. All right. Our last one. Who you got in an arm wrestling match? Popeye or Donkey Kong? Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. I like this one, Jackson Bruce. Um. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Donkey Kong. Okay. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. And uh, you know, I could never defeat him in the game. And so I don't think he's going to lose uh an arm wrestling contest against Popeye. I mean, you're talking about Donkey Kong here. He's a Donkey Kong's a big listen. Don't get me wrong. Popeye's got the arms. I mean, you check him out. He's a big dude. I'm sure he can handle his own in an actual, you know, arm wrestling competition. But against Donkey Kong, this is a different beast. It's this is David and Goliath right here, and you're not taking down Donkey Kong. See, I, I it's it's hard. It's hard because the forearm strength of Popeye looks is just unreal. Oh, it's huge. Yeah, he's huge. His biceps, not so much. I don't know how you get such big forearms and have no biceps. <laughs> well, see that—that's where the problem comes into play. But you got big forearms, but you don't have biceps. So, like Donkey Kong, like how does he power up? Like what gets him going? Bananas? Yeah. Yo, but and he throws them big barrels, dude. Like you know, how, you know how strong you gotta be to pick those up and just chuck them. You ever like see? That? You ever see Popeye though after he eats spinach, dude? That guy goes nuts. Guys, yeah, but. I don't know, man. Donkey Kong is a different beast. That'd be like King Kong. I, I, you know? I, I mean, I'm giving my points for Popeye. I, I say Donkey Kong wins, but I mean, you can't sleep on Popeye, dude. The guy's got listen the biggest going against in the other world. humans. If he goes, if he's going against other humans, he's not losing. No, he's not losing. Mm. Does the but incredible not Hulk count as a human? Um, he is human like, right. so maybe he would lose to. To the Incredible Hulk, but right because Bruce Banner, anybody else, yeah. 
I think I think that Popeye beats almost any human besides Bruce Banner. Um, okay, that's fair. I'll, I can agree with that. But I think Donkey Kong beats Popeye. Yeah. Yep. All right. Should we jump into WWID? Let's do it. All Let's right. Let's do it. Woo! Who's, who's ready for some WWID, baby? I Me? am. Me? All right. First one. Feel good story. A Chinese crested chihuahua mix named Mr. Happy Face was crowned the world's ugliest dog at an annual pageant in California. Organizers of the world's ugliest dog contest announced the 17-year-old Mr. Happy Face adopted in August 2021 by Arizona woman Janeta Benelli was named the 2022 world's ugliest dog. So this dog's old. Um, the he received uh, the owner of Mr. Happy Face received an award of a thousand dollars and a trip to New York to appear on NBC's Today Show. Uh, Benelli wrote, "I believe this that his humble soul is also being an example in subtle ways to help humans realize that even old dogs need love and a family too." Benelli said she immediately fell in love with Mr. Happy Face despite being told he might not have long to live due to his advanced age and multiple health issues. My question to you, Dustin, is if this dog walks up to you, are you keeping it? <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm a dog person. I love dogs. I got four dogs of my own. And um, I've actually, I, I actually have this chihuahua, right? Um, his name is Jose. Love him to death. But he's got three legs and he's missing his two front teeth. Mm-hmm. And he's just about as ugly as this dog. And when I wake up in the morning and I and I look at Jose, he's the most precious thing in the world. So absolutely, if this dog comes up to me, if I'm, you know, it, I live out in the country, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if this dog comes walking up, I'm thinking it's a stray. I'm taking it in. I know it might be old. It's super ugly. It's tongue sticking out. It's got a bunch of gray hair on the top of its head and basically no hair everywhere else. But you know what? I'm going to love that thing like it's my own. Um, and absolutely, I'm going to take it in. Absolutely. It's going to have the best life. Yeah. You ever, like, see those people that, like, once again, to really old age, they look horrible? Right. And you, you like, wonder what they looked like back in the day? Yeah. Like, that's what I want to know, like, what this dog looked like before all the, all the health issues and stuff. Uh, would I take this dog in? No. You're going to let this dog die? Dude, I'm going to be honest Out with you. Out on the streets? I'm going to be oh, honest God, with you. It has, nothing, it has nothing to do with this dog's looks. This dog is ugly. Yes, it does. This dog is ugly. I don't care. Dude, I've seen ugly dogs, and some dogs are so ugly that they're cute again. And he's kind of cute, Mr. Happy Face. The thing is, me, I would get too attached to him. In such a short amount of time. He's 17. That's an old dog. Minnie's 14. And she's old. We don't know how much longer Minnie's going to live. Like I, this, this dude could just keel over and die at any point. And I'd be attached to him. And I'd, I'd just be, I'd be heartbroken. So I'm going to save myself the heartbreak. But it has nothing to do with his looks. But he is. Do- and just let the dog die outside. Yeah, see ya. We'll be seeing oh, you, bud. Gosh. We'll be seeing you, bud. He's ugly. He is ugly. He's an ugly dog. He is ugly. (laughs) But, like, in his own way, he's kind of cute. I don't know. But I wouldn't take it in. (laughs) I I wouldn't. We'll be seeing you, pal. 
<laughs> All right, we'll move on to the next one. So, um, we got this bear, right? I love bears at this point. We talk about bears so much on this. It's amazing. Officials at a Florida sports club said a bear has been making repeated visits to the tennis courts and golf courses during the past week. The club at the Strand in Naples said the bear was first spotted by visitors on a Sunday and has made repeated reappearances, including wandering into the barn where the golf carts are stored. Ooh, listen to this guy. Um, Officials said the bear has not been aggressive, but it has caused some minor disruptions. The bear has not been aggressive. It shuffles out of people's way and is sensitive to noise, but it did go on to roam the tennis courts. Players cleared out, headed towards the fitness center, and then proceeded onto the golf course. The club shared multiple photos of the video uh, and videos of the bear on Instagram. Dustin, <laughs> I, I already, I already love this guy. I, I already love too. this bear. I do too. Like, he looks like he's having fun. Is this the same bear that would fight a silverback gorilla? Uh, it is a grizzly, I think. Didn't they say? It, it, he looks it like might be. he, but he's a he's a baller, dude. He's. He he doesn't even pay for a membership to these tennis courts and golf courses. He's just like, this is my place, and I'm gonna hit the links. My <laughs> question. The links. What? I was just <laughs> copying what you said. That was funny. <laughs> so my question is, if you are this bear, or you're a bear in general, let's say you can't be this one. This guy is way too cool. Um, <laughs> where are you going to play sports at if you are a bear? You know, um, he's he he went to a tennis court. I'm gonna say Wimbledon. Ooh, yeah. I'm say Wimbledon. He seems like a, a tennis guy, and uh, you know, if he's already breaking into different tennis courts and venues and whatnot, why not go to the biggest of them all? Why not go to Wimbledon and compete in the doubles championship? I like that. Doubles, like that. yeah, with with Roger Federer, Grizzly Bear and Roger Federer teaming up in the doubles tournament at Wimbledon. How about that? Yeah, I like that for a destination for the bear. If you're, if you, this bear, like, he sounds like a guy with tremendous taste. Like, he's not going to no, you know, he's not going to basketball court. Anyone right. can go to the basketball court. He's going to the tennis courts. He's going to the golf courses. Like, those are expensive sports. Those are rich people sports. Or, you know, like guys like me, I think I'm good at golf, but I don't go golfing a lot because it does cost a lot of money. But this guy, he just goes. Um, if I'm going to go to any sports venue to play a sport and I'm this bear, I am going to go to, I would say, um, I'd probably go to the Field of Dreams. Oh, Field of Dreams is a really good one. In okay. Iowa. Yeah. I would probably go there just because it's it's nice and outdoors. I don't, you don't really have to, because he, he's, he's going to have a hard time getting into Wimbledon, I think, just because people are going to be scared. Like if he can express himself properly, he'll get in, you know. Uh, if if fake Clay Thompson can just go onto the court at the uh, Warriors Arena, this guy should be able to get into Wimbledon. <laughs> but I think that uh, I would go to the Field of Dreams just because he could like go through the corn, and I know that's not in a bear's natural habitat, but he could just go through the corn and be right there on the field. Maybe maybe eat some corn. I mean, that would be a pretty cool entrance. Entrance, like you know, for example. Here comes Aaron Judge through the corn, then some grizzly bear out of nowhere yes. just appears out of center field. Like I, imagine, I'd be down for that like big time. <laughs> like if I'm the bear, 
I'm sitting there like, yep, this is this is my zone now. And uh, and also like, get get him a Cubs uniform. Okay, let's. I mean, I, just, I like just the tell, idea behind it, but ugh. yeah, I know you hate the Cubs. Which I heard the Cubs beat the Cardinals yesterday. They took two out of three. The Cardinals were oh. up five nothing yesterday and lost. Well, that's terrible. That's it's tough. Remember, side note. Remember when uh, everyone was making fun of me, including yourself, about the Red Sox being in last place, and I said I don't panic till after June. Yeah. They now have the third best record in the American League. So, what's up? Well, Shout out to my baseball knowledge. What? Congratulations on your come up. Oh, it's been big. It's been nice. But yeah, I think uh, Wimbledon Field of Dreams. I think we got it for the for the bear. I, this bear. I don't know. I don't know why, but this bear just got swag to me. I watched the videos. I saw the pictures. He just looks like he's having fun. So why not make his life even more fun? But let's move on to our last one. A YouTuber um, from New York added two more Guinness World Record titles to his name by downing liters of Mountain Dew and tomato sauce. Eric Booker, who goes by Badlands, which is awesome, based out of Long Island, took on the records for the fastest time to drink one liter of soda and the fastest time to drink one liter of tomato sauce. Booker drank his liter of Mountain Dew in 6.8 seconds and finished off his liter of tomato juice. They, they say it's tomato juice, tomato sauce. I'm guessing it's juice or sauce. I don't know. Yeah, There's probably a say, video. I'm going to say probably, probably juice. video of it. But he, right. he downed a liter of tomato juice in one minute and 18 seconds. Booker is a competitive eater, ranked 23rd by Major League Eating, which I did not know existed. MLE. MLE, baby. Major League <laughs> Eating. Now I got to go check out the website, maybe get myself this guy's jersey. Uh, and he, he previously set the Guinness World Record for fastest time to drink two liters of soda when he downed the beverage in 18.45 seconds. That's impressive. This guy is a garbage disposal. My goodness. Can you imagine taking down two liters of pop in less than 20 seconds? Well, there's like that Sprite challenge, right? Have you ever heard of the Sprite challenge? Mm-hmm. Where you have to drink like a bottle of Sprite without burping. Mm-hmm. How? How did you get through, a, what, what was it, a liter? Is that what it was? He did a, a liter, liter of Mountain Dew. Dew and he, that is insane. But he's also got the fastest time for drinking two liters of soda in under 20 seconds. Like 6.8 seconds to drink one liter of Mountain Dew. Like 6.8. Oh, my goodness. Like that guy would have like... 10 liters of soda gone by now, and I've just been reading about the story. Like, that's impressive. But my question to you is, what are you chugging to break a Guinness Book of World Records record? What am I I doing? What am I drinking? What are you chugging? Yeah, what are you chugging? What am I chugging? Yeah. I think I could could chug some Crown Apple, dude. Some Crown Apple. Oh, my gosh. I I drink Crown Apple on the rocks, baby. Oh, I love me some crown apple. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Tasty. Ugh. So, <laughs> I love crown time, apple, but I can't do it in that kind of a. I mean, but but think about it this way, right? So, like, you you couldn't do it in that way, but maybe you would not have to drink as much. You know, you might not have to chug as much because it's whiskey. Maybe. So, like, you know, you're gonna have to chug a lot more beer to break a Guinness World Record than you would whiskey. You I'm might get more up. messed up with the whiskey, but um, yeah. Oh my! Ooh, 
I, I'm looking this up. University student downs two liters of Jack Daniels in just 18 seconds. Could you do that with Crown Apple? Um, 18.2 seconds. 18 seconds to get two liters. Oh no way! No yeah, that's, way! That's that's the record. No way! I'm no. There's no chance. That is a record, and this kid did it with Jack Daniels. Yeah, there's no way. Oh my gosh! He filmed standing on a table at a party last Thursday. Oh, wearing a University of Kansas shirt. So they, this kid, this kid got recruited for the drinking team. My goodness. Oh. But what I'm chugging, dude, I can't chug very many things. Uh, I don't chug beer. I don't shotgun beers. It's just I, I chug like Aaron Rodgers. I'll admit it. Um, and then chugging pop, I can't really do that either. It's just too carbonated for me. Hurts my throat. Okay. You know, okay. I'd be getting all burnt up. So the only thing I can really chug, and I can do it, but I don't know how good I'll be feeling if I have to break the record would be milk. Milk? Yeah, I could chug milk, but I don't know how I'd be feeling after chugging like a bunch of it. Okay. Um, maybe right. if I specified and did like strawberry milk, maybe I have a because maybe nobody's done that yet. Uh, Fair enough. But I, I'd say milk is probably what I'm chugging, so it's probably what we're rolling with. But it, when it comes to like, I you know. At least we're real with ourselves. Like, you know, we'd have somebody else on here that'd be like, yeah, I, I could chug some Bud Lights, break a record. I don't even want to know what the record is for chugging Bud Light. It would be. I had a buddy of mine. Do you, have you ever heard of uh, Do It For State? No. It's it's like an Instagram page. So basically it's like college students like submit videos to this like college page called Do It For State. My buddy cut out the bottom of like a um, Hawaiian punch, you know, thing that you buy at the store he put three bud lights inside of this hawaiian punch thing and drank them all at one time and he actually got put on do it for state i have the video on my phone i should upload it to our twitter account because i think it'd be great content but um that's insane in itself and i'm sure that you'd have to drink more beer than that in a certain given time frame so I'm, uh, i i'm i assume it would be a lot the, i got i got this guy steven Petrosino, um, Lieutenant Colonel of the U in the Marines, retired, uh, chugged one liter of beer in 1.3 seconds. One liter of beer in 1.3 seconds. Hmm. And Andre. 1.3 seconds? 1.3 seconds, a uh, liter of beer. Uh <laughs> <laughs> no way. He's an animal. I can't chug to begin with. He's an animal. Like you, you just pretty much have to put a funnel down your throat and just pour it in there. At that point, holy smokes! I wonder how he did that. Um, but Andre the Giant, uh, he once passed out at a bar in Pittsburgh after drinking 127 beers. So there's a couple more drinking records for you people out there. I love it, man. 127 beers. beers. Good for you. Gosh, dang. That's that's some impressive stuff. Some impressive it stuff. It is. Well, should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. We'll come back. You want to let people know how they can get involved? Yeah. If you want to get involved with us on the Outside Scoop, give me a call, 224-8686, or shoot me an email, jacksonbruce at dakotaradiogroup.com. You can just... Uh, Come check it out. 
see what's up. Talk to me. We'll we'll talk about the podcast. Tell me what your favorite part about it is, and we'll get your uh, we'll get your business involved. We'll get you a part of our brand, and uh, yeah, that's that's what I got. So listen listen to the commercial that we already got, and uh, then remember how much you want to sponsor the podcast after that's done. <laughs> we'll be right back on the outside scoop. Masterpiece and Pier is your one-stop smoke shop. They have disposable vapes, kratom for pain and energy, hemp products, and smoking accessories, along with apparel, backpacks, and local artwork. Masterpiece is located at 111 East Capitol Avenue in Pier. Give them a call at 605-295-2250 or find them on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, and that's our... That was a uh, spot from Masterpiece. Masterpiece is great, Dustin. They have great products, great THC, HHC. They got kava. They have kratom. You can relax. You your your pain can get relieved. Uh, and there's also it helps stuff helps you sleep. And they have such a knowledgeable staff. If you haven't gone in there yet, go check it out. Talk to Bristol and his staff. They're just awesome people. Right there on Capitol Avenue here in Pier. They're great. They're great. Go check them out. Uh, Jackson took me in there for like the first time a couple months back and they have like an amazing staff. They're just all amazing people over there. So yeah, like he said, go check them out. Um, just a, just a fantastic group of people over there at masterpiece. All right. Should we, let's get into goaded. Oh, by the way, short stack is out today. He tried chugging. He tried doing the beer competition for a Guinness world record and he's now getting a liquid IV at the hospital. So, oh, yeah, we'll be sh- we'll be seeing short stack on Wednesday though. He'll be back. All right, you ready to rock and roll on some goaded topics? Let's do it. Okay. First one day of the year. What's the best day of the year? Best day of the year is May the eighth, and uh, specific date nineteen ninety eight was the day I was born, Jackson Bruce. That is the best day of the year. Every single time around the sun, baby. May the 8th, go to day. I was born that day. Who else was born that day? There's there's another famous actress. Um, hold on. Who's born on May 8th? I want to say 6ix9ine was born on my birthday as well. Yeah, 6ix9ine. 6ix9ine was born on my birthday. So um, shout out to the goats, Dustin Stortzum, and 6ix9ine. That is the go to day of the year, May 8th. Have 6ix9ine try to spell May 8th. You need to be stopped. <laughs> oh man, I'd have to say April twenty fifth because it's not okay. too hot, not too cold, and all you need is a light jacket. <laughs> that's the reason why. Do you Dude, have that day marked on the calendar for <laughs> light jacket day? <laughs> Dude, I know, I know you don't watch movies, so I just movie quoted for you. Oh, okay, that is from Miss Congeniality. Yeah, <laughs> and the the girl was asked what she thought was the perfect date and she thought it meant calendar date and that was her answer <laughs> <laughs> i love that that it's just such a funny quote um my the best day the day of the year it changes year to year just depending on the schedule but i'd say opening day of baseball opening day of baseball is great major league baseball's opening day is fantastic i so i can't really nail down a date because it changes every year kind of like easter um so i would go with major league baseball's uh 
opening day because there's nothing that gets me more excited than getting to watch my Red Sox play the first game of the season, see who hits the first home runs of the year, see if there's anything cool that happens. Every once in a while, I'll get like a three-homer game or, uh, you know, near no hitters. It's just fun. It's just great, and you're in for a six-month roller coaster ride after that. So baseball season is my favorite season, but opening day is my favorite day of the year every single year. I'm with you, dude. There is nothing better than opening day. By the way, there's nothing better in Nebraska than the College World Series, and that just got over with. Ole Miss yeah. coming home with the uh, with the dub. They hit back-to-back-to-back jacks in game two of the championship game against Oklahoma. So um, I was actually able to go attend the Arkansas-Ole Miss game, game one, where Arkansas won, and there's no like better atmosphere than college baseball in the College World Series. So, um, But opening day – is one of the best days of the year. I'm with you there because it's always nice seeing those players that like start off the season, like four for four or, you know, something along those lines, have a crazy stat line of five or six RBIs. And you're like, Oh dude, this guy's on pace for 400 RBIs this season. Mm -hmm. And then (laughs) to see the collapse later on is just, and there's nothing better than baseball. I will say, uh, wasn't Ole Miss last one in, and they won the championship. Yes, yes, yes. Ole Miss was last one in, and they and they won the championship. That's fantastic story, and that's a great thing about baseball, is uh, in the especially the College World Series, you really don't know who's going to win, because um, Tennessee was the number one overall rank, and they didn't even make the College World Series, right? Yeah, they didn't make it uh, a couple of years ago. Well, Coastal Carolina won it all. Yeah, like, that's why baseball's the best. That right there is why baseball's the best because it doesn't matter. You could be just a mid-level college and go on to win the world series. It just, it just matters who gets hot. And that's how it is in major league baseball. I mean, you see the Orioles every once in a while, take two out of three or sweep the Yankees or like the pirates swept the Dodgers this year. The Dodgers are like, I I don't know. Their record is abysmal against the pirates this season. It just baseball. Anyone can win on any given day. And that's why it's the best sport in the world. It is. I would, I would say we do the goaded sport topic but we already just did because baseball is the goat all right you ready for the next one yes let's do it all right what is the goaded backyard game uh goaded backyard game you're i mean my view the viewers here aren't going to understand the game i'm going that i want to pick so i'm going to say cornhole cornhole is cornhole's great um you know sipping on beer throwing some bean bags around the backyard. And um, I'm going to say that, but I, I played this game growing up. It was called volley bat. That's what we called it. You, when we first created the game, you used a volleyball as a baseball. Okay. And that's how you played. And in like my backyard was perfect. So our outfield, we had trees in it. So you would hit the volleyball up in the trees, right? Like when you had a good hard hit and then the neighbor had a fence. So if you hit it over the fence, it's a home run. Mm-hmm. Well, up in these trees, the volleyball would just bounce around, you know, off tree limbs and stuff. And so it made the game more interesting because you didn't know where the volleyball was going to land or come down. And then, like, as the game evolved, we moved to, like, a smaller, not a stress ball. It's a little softer than a stress ball, um, but it was about the same size as a stress ball. And then you would hit that up into the trees, and it got even more complicated because you didn't know where it was going to come down at. Um, so we had a game called volleyball and we would play it every single day during the summertime. We played it so much that the baseball coaches had to tell us we couldn't play it on game day because we were too tired to go play our baseball games that night. 
That's how much we played it. And we would play for money too, because one day, like it just got too repetitive. We were like, oh, this is boring. And then someone's like, well, what if we added money into the mix? So we started playing for a dollar. Everyone had to throw in a dollar um, for like a tournament. Oh, and it was so much fun, dude. We literally played like five summers straight. We just played this like growing up through middle school, through high school. And we like there would be sometimes we'd have like 10, 12 teams playing in an all day tournament. And it was just the best. So That's uh, awesome. my my all time goaded game, it would be like Volleybat. And I know that you had talked about wiffle ball before. Yeah, you guys with- had like a wiffle ball team. So that was that would be like my wiffle ball. OK. And wiffle ball is up at the top of my list as well because we used to play in my parents' backyard and there was trees. Um, and so if you hit it, if you hit it over the tree, it was like hitting it over the green monster. Uh, you knew that thing was gone. That thing was absolutely cranked. But if it got into the tree, it was always interesting to see where it would come down. And then we also had like uh, the hedges that are uh, the, pretty much the fence of my parents' yard. So that always made it for interesting ground rules and stuff. But I'm going to go with can jam. I don't know if you've ever played Can Jam before, but uh, um, I have not. So you got frisbees, and uh, it's you and your partner. It's kind of like horseshoes, how you're across from each other. And you have to throw it, and there's a hole in the top of the can, and there's a hole like it's like a slot that is in front, uh, like in the front part of the can. And uh, your goal is to hit it, hit the can on the fly, or uh, make it into the can. But if you make it into the slot in front of it, game over. Like it's like catching the golden snitch in uh, Quidditch, and okay. we play that all the time uh, down at my buddy's uh, campsite or in his backyard, and it's a lot of fun. I made it into the slot one time. It was the highlight of my uh, can jam career. But yeah, you sit there, you got beer in hand, uh, and also your partner's down there to if um, to kind of hit it into the can into the top of the can to get you points. So uh, it's it's a lot of fun, and there's some amazing plays, people diving, because some people are just terrible at throwing, or you just might have a terrible throw. But, yeah, it's it's a good time. It's a it, You get your athletic ability going and everything. I've also heard, what's that, uh, spike ball is kind of fun. I've never played it, though. Spike ball is so much fun. Um, I, I did a final project when I was at the University of Nebraska, and we had to um, survive in the wild for 24 hours. That was like our final project. And we brought spike ball along and like, you couldn't have phones or anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we literally just played spike ball all day long. It was so much fun. We were out on the lake and uh, yeah, spike ball is a good time, but there's some strategy that goes into it. Like you have almost like an offensive player and then like a defensive player. So it's a good time. I like that. That's cool. Also, you know, you talk about having like a survivor type thing. We had survivor at my high school for a week. You you would have our, your friends, oh, like some of my friends did it and you'd be locked in the school for a week. You couldn't leave. Like you'd sleep at the school and everything. And they, they'd wake you up in the middle of the night to do like stuff. It was so funny. Cause like my friends, dude, they would, the ones who were in it, they'd wake up because there would be like a YouTube video update every morning so everybody could watch and see what happened the night before it was just insane and so my friends they'd like wake them up at three in the morning with pots and pans and they'd have to go like on those like scooters you sit on in pe class and have to do something like in the hallways and they're just dude their grades had to be suffering they're just like i hate my life why am i doing this <laughs> I hate my life. and i think you won like a hundred dollar itunes gift card or something or the, no <laughs> wait i think you did end up with like an actual iPod, but still 
<laughs> That's just a crazy TF rig story for you. Love that. Oh, they man. actually just discontinued the iPod. I saw. Yeah. Just discontinued it. Sad so day. rip. Rip to my middle school and like early high school days. Rip. Rip to one of the greatest devices of all time. Where your parents couldn't check your internet. History. Oh. <laughs> you, you, yeah, I don't honestly, dude, if I turn my eye, if I turn my iPod on again, I don't want to know what's in the history of that. Cause 14 year old Dustin was looking things up that he probably shouldn't have been. Oh dude. It's probably still in the browser. <laughs> probably uncovered some so memories. Far, there's like, there's like 20 tabs on my iPod five. Probably some stuff you hadn't watched in years. <laughs> <laughs> We better, we better move on. <laughs> yeah, we better move on. Oh, oh my God. goodness. <laughs> Last goaded topic. Cartoon character. Who is your goaded cartoon character? I'm going to go with Eric Cartman from South Park. Oh, man. You're going adult cartoon, huh? I'm going adult cartoon because Eric, listen, <laughs> I would like to say that I'm an instigator. Right. Oh, we we've we've discussed I, this on the pod. I I don't I'm not a fighter, but I'll start fights between other people <laughs> just for fun. Um, and that's what Eric Cartman is in South Park. Like he'll just make up things that other people say, and he'll just go tell someone else, "Hey, like this guy's saying this about you," and uh, he just says some of the dumbest things on the show, but it cracks me up. And uh, he's like the reason, like he's the character that got me addicted to South Park. Um, and so I always appreciate a little Eric Cartman, uh, on my late nights in the bathtub when I'm watching South Park. So Eric Cartman's my, my goaded cartoon character. My goaded cartoon character. And I'm telling you right now, this guy puts out the hits every time. One of the most universally known cartoon characters has starred in over si uh, over 10 different series that include his name. And that is Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo is the GOAT cartoon character, in my in my opinion. Scooby, man, like, you got Scooby-Doo, where are you? You got the new Scooby-Doo movies. You got, like, Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo, and then you got 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo, a pup named Scooby-Doo, and then you got the live-action films, the animated films, like Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island, dude, is straight up killing it when it comes to direct-to-video uh, movies. I mean, Scooby-Doo, everyone knows Scooby-Doo, too. Everyone knows the Mystery Machine. You can probably name all the characters in Scooby Doo. Um, he's been around, he's been he's been on a run of greatness since 1969. This is my guy. Scooby Doo is my goaded cartoon character. All right, I, I love that. Scooby Doo, great choice. Oh and yeah. And he also is like a low key stoner. Right. He, he would love master. I was actually thinking like <laughs> uh, Scooby Doo like in masterpiece. Him and Shaggy would be chilling. It'd be good be good i i don't know man i think scooby-doo according to uh tv guide who probably i don't know if they still publish their tv magazine i don't know but he's ranked the fifth greatest cartoon character of all time now i'm curious to see who the other ones are so we're gonna find out right here on the podcast um oh it's actually the fifth greatest cartoon not cartoon character uh, behind Peanuts at number four, Looney Tunes at number three, Flintstones at number two, and The Simpsons at number one. Okay. It's a pretty Simpsons good list. Number one. Yeah. That's a pretty good list. That's a, that's a solid list. Nice. 
Well, that's everything I got today. That's everything I got. It's kind of a shorter episode, but we kind of, kind of, kind of, I got to get back into the swing of things a little bit. I was out for an entire week, and then we don't have short stack here today, so kind of a, a shorter podcast. But that's all right. We're just we'll get back in the groove. Um, I think we need a little reset, to be honest. So uh, it's nice to get back in the saddle and go again. But I'm excited for Wednesday Wednesday's episode. I think it's going to be our best one yet. Wednesday's I, episode is going to be our best one. Oh, for sure. We're going to have fun. This was with a that good one. one too. This was a good. Good getting back in the swing of things. Yeah. But uh, you got any special yeah, shout outs today? I'm going to give a shout out to. Hold on. Let me pull up the old. Out to Sweden yet? I don't know if we shouted out Sweden, but you could sure shout them out. Or no. I want to shout out Sweden. All right. I don't know where they're listening from. In Sweden, but someone. All right. So I think Dustin's Wi Fi went out. So we're just going to. He shouted out Sweden. I'm going to shout out Lawrence, Kansas today. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. We'll be back Wednesday and we'll talk to you later. See ya.